What's going on, guys? It's Justin here with Fox English Learning. And in this awesome lesson, we're going to do a test of some phrasal verbs. So teach you something about them and also test you guys on some of these phrasal verbs. Also, we're going to start our study of learning English through the Bible. So as always, you guys know my lessons are 100% free, and that's because they're sponsored. So sit back, relax, enjoy this quick sponsor, and we'll start our English lesson slash test for today. Thanks so much for listening to that sponsor and for allowing students to continue to learn English all around the world. Here at Fox English Learning, we're all about helping students learn English, become confident speakers, but also teaching them about the most important thing in this world, and that is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But even if you do not believe in Jesus, you can still benefit from learning English for free. And if you do, I truly believe you'll grow in your relationship with Christ through these lessons. So today, I wanted to start out with teaching and asking you about guys about some phrasal verbs, I know they're kind of hard to understand and kind of don't make sense sometimes. So I'm just going to do a few of them, test you guys on them first to see kind of where your level is. And then um, I'll kind of do a quick lesson just on teaching you what they mean. So the phrasal verb we're going to do, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We're going to go over five phrasal verbs. I don't want to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to overwhelm you guys. And when someone says overwhelm, that means they don't want to put too much on you to where you can't handle it. So I could come in here and teach you guys 20 phrasal verbs, but how many of those are you going to remember? So I like to start with a small number and then build from there so that you guys can keep, uh, you know, remembering what you're learning, become confident in it and start using it. Okay. So the first phrasal verb I want to talk about is the phrasal verb of blow up. I want you to think about what does the phrasal verb blow up mean? Now, when you hear that, you're like, okay, blow means to, you know, like with your mouth. But this phrasal verb has nothing to do with that. So when you hear the verb or the phrasal verb blow up, what do you think of? Does it mean to blow a big bubble? Um, does it mean to, uh, I don't know, blow a big bubble is a good, a good question. Does it mean to blow a big bubble? No, it does not. The meaning of the phrasal verb blow up means to explode. So you guys know when like a bomb goes off and it explodes, that's what blow up means. That's one of the ways you can use blow up, but that's kind of the main ways when something explodes or when something messes up. Uh, let's say if you have a big presentation to do with your friend and it went terrible or something went wrong, you'd be like, man, that blew up in our faces, just completely blew up. And that's just another way to say it is blew up, uh, is the same thing as blow up. So that phrasal verb means explode or like to go terrible. So man, it blew up in our faces when something just, just goes really bad. So that's how you use blow up. Here's the second phrasal verb. What about bring up? That's B-R-I-N-G up. Bring up. What does bring up mean? The phrasal verb, does that mean that someone um, is taking an item to you? Are they taking it from a low place to a high place? 
What does bring up mean? This is what bring up means. It means to mention a topic. It means to mention a topic. You know, you hear that, you may be like, okay, I still don't understand completely what that means. So here's what that means. Here's an example. My mother brought up that little matter of my prison record again. My mother brought up that little matter of my prison record again. Let's say if you're around a group of friends and let's say if you got into trouble in the past and you went to jail, okay, and you kind of don't want to talk about it, but your mother's going to bring up that topic, bring up. That means when someone mentions a topic or mentions something that happened in the past or is going to happen in the future, they're the one that you would call that bringing up that topic. So, so far we've went through blow up, bring up. There's another way you can use bring up, and I want to teach you guys this one too. So even though this is the same phrasal verb, it's going to mean something else. So this would be our third one. So bring up can also mean to raise children. So here's an example. It isn't easy to bring up children nowadays. It isn't easy to bring up children nowadays. To bring up means to raise them. So your mother brought you up. Okay. It isn't easy bringing up children. That is what someone says when they're raising someone. So when they, uh, you know, your parents take responsibility for you and, and get you food and get you to school and making sure you're taken care of and go to the hospital, all that stuff has to do with bringing up children and raising them, um, hopefully to be uh, great people. Okay. So that's the first three. We went through blow up, bring up, and then the second one of bring up. What about call off? When someone says the phrasal verb call off, what does that mean? What do you mean to call off? To call is to dial the number in your phone. What does it mean to call off? Does that mean the phone isn't working? So the call is off? No, that's not what it means. Call off means to cancel. So to cancel. So they called off this afternoon's English lesson. So that could be one. Let's say if we were supposed to have an English lesson tomorrow, you could say they called off tomorrow's English lesson. That means they canceled it, okay? Um, or let's say if you're supposed to go to work, you can call off and not go in. That's what that means. So to call off means to cancel. And an example would be, um, you know, if we're supposed to have an English lesson tomorrow, you can be like they called off tomorrow's English lesson. But let's get to this last phrasal verb. And after this one, with each of these lessons, you know, I do the English lesson and then we'll have a quick break and then we're going to pick up again on a small devotion. And a devotion is what we're going to use to learn English with the Bible. So these lessons are two part. We go over phrasal verbs and grammar and then we transition into learning English with the Bible. So this is the first part. We're about to finish up and then we'll get into the second part of the lesson. But the last phrasal verb we're going to go over is the phrasal verb to do over. What does it mean to do over? You guys, okay, like, okay, I know what the phrasal verb to do is. That means to do something. But what does it mean to do over? The phrasal verb to do over means to repeat a job, to repeat a job. So do this homework over oh, or do that over. When someone says do that over, they mean to repeat it. Do it again. Either you did it really good and they're like, hey, do that over again. That was really cool. Or you needed to improve it. So you're going to say, hey, you need to do that over again. It's not where it needs to be. 
It's not uh, sufficient. It's not done correct. And that is what the phrasal verb do over means. But what I want to do is review those so you guys make sure you remember them and then make sure you're practicing saying these. So the best way, I'm only teaching you five phrasal verbs right now. So you can write them down as you're listening to this lesson or you can put them down in your phone so that you can review them and use them. Because if you just listen to these lessons and you feel like you're learning English, that's good. But if you're not a practitioner and what a practitioner is, is someone who does it. They practice it. They live it out. So you need to be practicing this English yourself. So the first phrasal verb we went over was blow up. And that means to explode. So you could say the terrorists try to blow up the railroad station. So that's the phrasal verb blow up. Then we have uh, two phrasal verbs, which are the same exact verb, but they mean different things. The first one was bring up. And remember, that means to mention a topic. So you could say my mother brought up <laughs> that little matter of my prison record again. So remember that's someone who brings up a topic or something that happened, is happening or is going to happen. And also remember, bring up can mean to raise children. So remember, raising children is, is also a way to say bring up. You can say my mother brought me up or my dad brought me up or my parents brought me up or, or anything like that. And that is how you use the phrasal verb bring up. The fourth one was uh, call off. Remember, that means to cancel. So you could say they canceled tomorrow's English lesson. They canceled tomorrow's English lesson. Or the last one was do over. And that means to repeat a job. So you need to do that homework over or you need to do that over again. That is what those mean. So I hope you guys enjoyed those quick phrasal verbs. But we're going to transition into the second part of our English lesson, which is learning English by reading the Bible. Um, but we're going to listen to a quick sponsor and then we'll get right into the second part of this awesome and fun English lesson. Awesome, awesome. So this is the second portion of our English lesson, which is learning English by reading the Bible. Um, if you guys don't know what the Bible is, pretty much it's followers of Jesus uh, throughout history, people who have walked with God. It's a collection of books that have been trusted and tested to be shown and true. And pretty much it is the words of God. That's the best way to say, what is the Bible? It is the words of God that we can, that he has left for us, that help transform our hearts and transform our lives and mold us into what he look, wants us to look like. And the book of the Bible we're going to be looking at today is the book of Proverbs. So a proverb is like a wise saying. It's not exclusive to just Christianity to say a proverb. I mean, there's all kinds of proverbs in all different religions and all facets of life. But the book of Proverbs has to do with a lot of wisdom, a lot of wise sayings. So there's a story in the Bible about a man named Solomon. And pretty much God gave him an opportunity to choose anything he wanted in life. He could have chose money. He could have chosen all these things. But what he chose was wisdom. And he's one of the main authors of this book. So one of the wisest men ever to live on this earth. So the, what a great book is this to read, not only of it being the words of God, but also being written by one of the wisest men ever to live. So it teaches you about learning. It teaches you about life. 
It teaches you about money. It teaches you about family. But most importantly, it teaches you how to focus all of that around your relationship with God. So if you guys, I don't know what your personal beliefs are, um, but what the Bible teaches us and what I believe to be true is that because of sin, we're separated from God. So sin is rebellion and doing the opposite of what God wants you to do, choosing one, nothing to do with him. So because of that, we're separated from God. But God sent Jesus to die on the cross for us in our place that by putting our faith in him, we can be brought back to God and have a personal relationship with him. So I don't know if you guys have made that decision. I hope you have made that decision to surrender your life to Jesus. And to surrender just means to give up your rights that God, you control my life, not me. How awesome is it that let's say if your car broke down, would you take it to uh, someone who works on cups or would you take it to the mechanic who built your car? Now, if they've built it, they're going to know how to handle it and how to fix it. God designed you. He made you. So what better thing is it to do to trust him, to take your life to him, the one who built you, the one who made you. So surrender your life to him. But we're going to be reading through the book of Proverbs over the next few lessons and continue to learn from this. So I'm going to read some verses and then we'll talk about what they mean. And you guys are free to welcome. uh, You're welcome to message me on Facebook. Any questions you have about these verses? Uh, We'll have some lessons where we'll have some friends come over and they'll talk and you'll get to hear conversations in English um, about these things and Also, you just get to hear the words of God if if you haven't read them today or ever have. So let's start with the book of Proverbs. We're going to start in chapter one, verse one. So chapter one, verse one says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. So that's the first verse. And I did forget to say this. If you have not uh, already, make sure you go to my Facebook page and click the link to where you'll get sent my free lessons because I'm going to send you guys. um, What's the best way to say this? Uh, I'm going to send you guys these verses so that you can read them, hear how I pronounce the words and read them yourself. But also you get to see them. So not only are you hearing me, but you get to see the words I'm actually saying. So these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son king of Israel. So that was uh, verse one that that's just letting us know who these are from. So these are the Proverbs of Solomon. So if someone says something's of something, that means like it's they wrote it. So I could say these are the writings of Justin or these are the English lessons of Justin. This is stuff that Justin has written. So let's let us know that Solomon is the author. But let's see what verse two has to say. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Let's read that one more time. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. There's a few key vocabulary words that you need to know in order to understand these things right here. So it says their purpose. When you think of a purpose, that's someone reason for doing something. So what is your purpose in life? What is motivating you? What is your reasons for why you do what you do? So what's your purpose for learning English? 
Is it the fact that you want to have a better job, um, do better for your family, make more money or even anything? So Solomon is saying his purpose of writing this. So the reasons he's writing this is to teach people wisdom and wisdom is so key and so important. So their purpose is to teach people wisdom. There's a two ways to describe wisdom. So the general sense of what wisdom is, is going to be knowledge applied through experience. Let me say that again. Knowledge applied through experience and knowledge is like the knowing of things. So you have a knowledge about cars. So you know how a car works. You know that it has a motor. You know about a steering wheel. You know about gas, but it's knowledge applied through experience so wisdom is learning how to apply what you know over uh throughout situations in life so if you say someone's wise they have knowledge but they also use it so if you just have a lot of knowledge does it does not make you wise wisdom is actually living that out but the bible teaches us one of the most important things about wisdom but that's also getting god's perspective on a matter so remember when i told you guys about going to the mechanic to fix your car so god is the one who designed us he designed life everything so true wisdom is seeing things from his perspective we truly don't know about everything what we need to know apart from him let me say that a little clearer If we want to know anything, we need to go to the expert. And God is the expert on life. He's the expert on love, on everything. So we need to make sure we go to him. And that's true wisdom so that then we can begin to apply that to our lives. But it also says in that verse, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. Now, when you think of discipline, what does that mean? That pretty much a good way to describe discipline is um, a way of training so when you're training something let's say if you're training to eat healthier you have to discipline yourself not to eat sweets not to eat cookies that's the discipline means training yourself to follow some rules if that makes sense or training yourself for something so that's when you get discipline so it says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise so (laughs) the i'm trying to think of the best way to say this guys um the more that you know the more that you realize you don't know everything the wiser you are so he says to help people understand the insights of the wise if you want to gain wisdom you need to learn from people who are more wise than you who have walked through life, who have experienced things. So the Bible's teaching us that the book of Proverbs is also going to help us understand how wise people think. So people who think with God's perspective, okay? So let's review these two quick verses to see some important things because this is just building the foundation for us in uh, understanding the Bible, but also helping you guys learn English. So remember, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. So remember, Solomon was the guy who was a king of Israel who asked for wisdom above all things. Remember, a proverb has to do with wise sayings or wise quotes or anything like that. Remember, we went over the word purpose, and that was the reasons behind why you do what you do. We went over wisdom, which was knowledge applied through experience. But ultimate true wisdom is getting God's perspective on a matter then applying it and then learning how to continue to do that in life so 
allow God, um, if you if you want to know what God has to say about a matter, read your Bible, get into a Bible. If you do not have a Bible, message me on Facebook and we'll see what we can do to make sure you have a Bible in your own language. So if you speak Khmer, if you speak Lao, if you speak Thai, if you speak Vietnamese, if you speak Spanish, I'll make sure that we can get you a Bible in your language so you can hear, uh, read the words of God yourself. We also talked about discipline. Remember, that's training yourself um, for something. So training yourself to be disciplined, to follow these rules, to stick to this. Okay. And then also we went over to help them understand insights of the uh, insights of the wise. So we only went over two verses, but there's so much that you're able to unpack just from there. Um, If you guys uh, have not, make sure you continue to write these words down just like anything else. But we're just going to read. This is how uh, learning the English with the Bible is going to go. We're just going to read through it, talk about it, let you guys hear more things in English. I'm going to send you these actual verses so you can read them yourself. Um, and you're just going to be able to become a confident and fluent English speaker just because of these lessons. But here's something else I want you guys to do. This is your homework. I want you to practice reading these verses out loud. There's some funny words in here to pronounce, but you've already heard me pronounce them and you yourself need to work on speaking English. So when I send you these two verses, make sure you practice reading them out loud. And to close, I'm going to read them out loud for you. So it says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of uh, the insights of the wise. So to close each English lesson, I'm going to close with a prayer. And prayer is simply us just getting to communicate with God. How awesome is it that we get to talk to the author of life, that we get to pray to him and talk to God. So I'm going to end this lesson with a prayer. Then I hope you guys have a great day and have fun learning English. But let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for today. We thank you so much that you've given us your word. And that is allowing students to not only learn English, but to learn more about you. Isn't it a great, great thing that we get to learn about you, to hear your heart, to see what you have for us on this earth. And Lord, that we get to follow you in everything we do. God, I pray that if anyone listening to this does not have a personal relationship with you, Father, that they would submit their life to you and trust you, the author and the one who made them, that they would trust the designer with the design. And God, if any of these, my students listening, do have a personal relationship with you, God, I pray that they continue to grow, that they study the word, that they share more about you and that they love those around them. Um, God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to this lesson. I enjoy teaching you guys English for free and just getting to know you guys as more. Keep an eye out for those next few lessons coming out. Have fun learning English, guys, and have a great day.